Yo, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, the Afro Boy Prince Unity, and this is the Lost Life of Your Podcast, where we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. Um, but in the realms of that, this will be around Afro culture. Everything I do here is to unite the diaspora, um, Black people, melanin people of the earth, so we can better understand each other, right? And in honor of Mother's Day, I wanted to do this in the realm of all three, right? Well, mostly all three. Um, the mothers of your mother is our mother too, right? And I wanted to go over three areas uh, of motherhood. One that is spiritual, connected to us as African descended people, as black people. One that is cultural, connected to us, especially as black people. And then one that is empowerment through black economics, right? And I feel like these areas is the way that we excel and we push towards black black progression, black unity, all these things, you feel me? So, um, first, I want to talk about who in some realms of Afro-African spirituality uh, is called and known as our mother, the mother of our guardians. Um, for those of us who walk and acknowledge us as African children, right? And first thing I want to do, uh, I send this prayer, I send this act of worship out to uh, the names that I'm about to invoke or speak upon uh, because I do not use them lightly. Um, I do not take them lightly. That's um, why I am just an African child trying to spread uh, unity and message amongst our people. I know that I do not at this time um, have a token of my gratitude for your protections um, as I journey as as we journeyed across the Atlantic. But I hope that you take this as a message of gratitude. And I have to say that um, for those who understand African spirituality, right? Because um, when you say or invoke uh, these names of the guardians of our people, um, you should not do that likely uh, when you don't have offerings, when you don't have gifts for them, right? Um, but I want to talk about the who is considered the mother of our mothers, of our mothers, uh, Yemeya, right? For those who don't know about Yemeya, she is known as the mother of the Orishas, right? Um, who in some folklore have different versions of her story. But she is the mother and she is um, all-powerful and all-loving for her children, for her African children, for her black children, right? Um, so I know stories may differ. I know two versions. The one I'm about to tell you is that um, she comes from the deep oceans off the coast of Africa, mainly from Benin, right? And Benin was ruled by uh, the guardian called Olakun, who seed all and, and was over all the riches of the sea, the lux of the sea, and he bartered with 
the guardian of the land, which is known as uh, Alegbo or Papa Alegbo, right? And they reached an agreement. Olakun said, I will allow you to bathe and cleanse yourself and my seas if you allow me to place people, humans amongst the earth along with the animals amongst your land. And they agreed. But he knew as the uh, masculine and male representation of man that he could not reciprocate all the energies need needed in humans to prevail, right? To our people to prevail. So um, he created um, Yemeya as the female image of thyself, right? Basically. So he splits himself in two, giving life to Yemeya, right? Uh, I believe it's Yaya, which is mother. Um, please don't be upset with me. Uh, my siblings, if I don't say these words exactly right, um, I am an African child of the North, of North America, so I am an African American of North American. Um, I haven't practiced uh, all the terminologies perfectly. But Oma, uh, Omo is children, and Aya is fish, right? So, mother of the fish. Um, and Elekbo was bored, right? So, Papa Elekbo was, was, was bored with the way things were going. He was like, ah, this isn't enough fun for me. This is nice, but he he's known as 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 the the trickster, as the the one who adds flair. So he wanted to spice up the world. So of course, this is where you get the ideals of jealousy, envy, um, evil temptation. He says, "Oh, I I need to add these things to the children, right?" as a way of balancing out uh, the aspects of, of love, growth, and prosperity, right? Because all cultures around spirituality believe in balance, light and dark, uh, good and, and evil. This is even seen in Christianity. It's, just, this, it's the aspects of good and evil and, and balancing of scales is throughout all realms of spirituality, ideals, and religions. Uh, but once he added these temptations to the earth, the moment that they touched the shores where Yemaya resides as our mother, she had to take the journey because she cannot see her children make this in this suffering, especially in the suffering alone. And there's another version of this story of Yemaya when it calls the shallow waters protects you as she walks it and the journey, which we talk about is enslavement, um, the enslavement of her children, right? Which is us as, as her children. She could not bear to let us take this journey alone. Um, so she does her best to protect us from the sea, right? And this story is beautifully told in one book called Shallow Waters, um, where she goes and and, and takes this, this void, seeing her children go through so much. 
um, and she tries to keep them alive as long as possible, possible, and her children do survive because where where do we end up? Where do we live? Right? Where do we uh, go? We become a part of the Western world, which is the Americas, so North America, which is where I was born as a North American child of Africa. Uh, the Central America, where you have the Afro-Mexicans, Belizeans, the Afro-Ecuadorians, all of us who come from the African descendant part of that world. Puerto Rico, Brazil, Cuba, all these places where you see African descendant people, black people. Um, so I wanted to acknowledge and pay homage and give that version of the mother of our mother's spirituality. And this is all based around, um, cause I didn't think I clarified cause mother's day was yesterday. Right. And I wanted to say, well, since every segment I do something, uh, Afro culture and Afro history. How can I pay homage to our mothers, especially our black mothers, who have stood up and stood out for us in so many ways, right? So that is for our spiritual mother in the image of ourselves, right? Which is Yemeya. Now we're going to move on to uh, a mother of the culture. And there are so many. We have so many. But when I looked this up, I said, well... Who is the mother of, of black culture, right? For the black Americans, black soul, right? And the person that came up, which is probably one of many, and was Aretha Franklin. And she was known as the queen or mother of soul. And soul music is what? It originated from African-American communities. This is from Google. Uh, full disclaimer, anything you hear me say uh, is not based in fact. It is based in my opinion, my conclusion, based on the research that I have done prior to the creations of the show, um, putting out this entertainment. This is not based in factual information, entertainment information. Um, but soul music originated from the African-American community throughout the United States in the 1950s all the way up to the early 1960s. It is a combined elements of the African-American gospel, R&B, and jazz, right? But who was this um, queen or mother of soul, right? Aretha Franklin. Where was she? Where was she born? Uh, what was some of her accolades? And how can we sum up her as a person, right? So Aretha Franklin was born in Memphis and raised in Detroit, right? She was an infamous star and relatively young because she was born in 1940, 1940s, 1942. She became this infamous infamous star in the 1960s. So she's my age. She's in her 20s, early 20s, late 20s, mid 20s. She's in that realm of 20s. Dr. King was in that realm of 20s. So it, it amazes me how much people like to say, oh, you're so young, when the most impactful people, some, not all, but some of the most impactful people were in their 20s who made these historical feats. They challenged the way the world was, especially our black women, challenged the way the world was to make it better for those who will come after, right? And I think we forget that so much, which is why I made this show to pay homage to um, these people, these women, our mothers of mothers of our mothers, 
Um, but she earned her crown from infamous songs like Respect and songs like Think, right? And I went and listened to Think because I said, well, why did they reference Think as a very black nationalist-based or conscious-based movement? Because a lot of black artists express uh, words of consciousness, words of grief, words of the black experience through their music that couldn't have been spoken directly through a political or social lens, right? So a lot of black artists said, okay, how can I use my influence and get my point across and still speak for my people? Same as Sam Cooke, uh, through music. So she tried to do this through one of the songs, Think. And to me, um, Think spoke of the civil rights Black nationalism, conscious things, everything that we were going through during that time of fighting for segregation, fighting for the right to be human and respected as black people, and even for the women who fought women's rights. So black women were very much a part of that movement too, even though they had to choose and we honor them for making this choice to say that at this time, we exist in this black realm, so we will fight for black rights, civil rights, for everyone to be treated civilly, right? So we thank you, Black women, for standing with us as Black men and Black collective and your Black children in that in that choice, right, while all this was going on. Uh, but along with that, she stayed and rooted in her gospel ways, right? Because a lot of people uh, forget that, again, just like soul music, a lot of our music community and, and collective cohorts were birthed throughout the black churches, gospel and Christian and Baptist churches, to where those were the first uh, collectives as a community where even in secret, that was one of the first and only places that we were able to congregate uh, amongst one another outside of the oppressor's eyes in those moments of oppression. And People said that her voice was a direct expression of black feeling and consciousness. And to honor her black intelligence, we have to note, honorably notarize that she self she was self-taught pianist. She taught herself how to play the piano. And she was the first female artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, nominated for over 40 Grammys and won estimated close to 20 of them, 18 probably to be exact, and a few special uh, Grammy nominees. And she was honored as the GOAT in the magazine Rolling Stones Hall of Fame. So we pay homage to her um, as one of the mothers of our mothers, especially in the culture or to be more direct, black culture, uh, as the honorable mentioned for us in the diaspora, us as black people. Um, so we thank you, uh, Aretha Franklin, for your actions uh, through music, your um, bravery to go for your dream uh, and to let no one defeat your purpose, um, especially as a black woman, as a mother of our mothers, uh, whether that be metaphorically or in reality, uh, for these mothers who did have actual children. And one last thing that I want to pin a notion on 
was the mothers of black economics, right? Because leaving wealth, creating wealth, creating um, this impact through monetary uh, aspirations, goals, and, and the reality of the business is impactful on its own. And two people I actually want to, to notarize because it's so important is the first black uh, female millionaire, which is Madam C.J. Walker, who was born of former slaves. And she went against the grain. Um, this is referenced via Google. Um, but she was known as going against the grain as the first self-made female African-American millionaire by revolutionizing the way we styled our textured hair. Um, she turned a as highlighted uh, facts, um, she turned an idea into a $1 million company. She hired and trained 4,000 Walker agents to expand her ideas upon hair. And Walker agents was black women. So she hired and trained 40,000 black women. To understand that from an economical lens that is doing what? You are giving jobs, you are giving a salary, you are giving income to 40,000 families, 40,000 women, whether that is um, families of a marriage or families of siblings. You have just brought in income to 40,000 black families. That should not be overlooked. And then she founded uh, hair and cultural colleges and established black schools most likely HBCUs at this time. And she taught ropes of business and budgeting. So she taught economics to uh, growing entrepreneurs, black businessmen and women for those who took uh, adhere to her knowledge. So that is one. And a quote from her is that I had to make my own living and my own opportunity, but I made it. Don't sit down and wait for opportunities to come. Get up and make them. And I think that is so impactful to us as a black collective, us as a black community, men and women. And the second mother of our mothers of our mothers, I want to pay homage to, is the first black woman to take a company public. And the reason that I find this is so impactful is because when you take a company public, for those who don't know, when you take a company public, you then give the opportunity for the average nine to five person, if they have the know-how and where of knowledge to invest and make money, whether it's fractional shares, so that's a dollar to five dollars to ten dollars of whatever area or amount of that is at the time. If we're speaking of today, you know, ten dollars to invest in a publicly traded company that has the uh, potential to grow exponentially to that $10, if it was 100 shares, $10, and then that 100 shares became, or that or a dollar to be exact, then that 100 shares of that dollar became worth $10 or 10X at some point. That 100 shares that was a dollar at one point now becomes uh, $1,000 worth, right? Each share. So that's 100K worth of economical buying power. That changes a family's wealth uh, over time, right? So let's say a black person, black entrepreneur bought into a company at a dollar and she bought a hundred shares. 
and let's say she did it in her early teens or early 20s. Now she's 40 years old, 50 years old, has a daughter, son, and even grandchildren. And those shares are now worth $1,000 a piece. She has generated family wealth throughout her lifespan. She can leave something to her family. And that should be uh, held as an example for us as black people, as a diaspora, that this is possible. Um, and that woman, the first woman to take, the first black woman to take a company public is Kathy Hughes, right? And some of her highlights is that she is a TV personnel, founder of Radio One, which includes 56 radio stations in the United States and a primary cable network on TV One. So that is strong, right? She also holds the title of the first African-American woman to chair a public hill corporation and continues her family work and legacy at Pinewood School. Lastly, but not leastly, she champions for hunger and homelessness and mentors countless of women and advocates for dedicated and empowering uh, minority communities because we have to give these things for free. I keep doing this show, giveaways, uh, my, my viewpoints of unity and how we can get there from so many different segments because if I reach one, that one could be the spark for the next, right? For the for the next of our community, impacting and empowering our community. And it can bring so much to us as a people. So I wanted to pay homage to the mothers of our mothers, of our mothers, your mothers and our mothers. On a spiritual level, as African children, as black children, as the, the melanated children of the earth, from a historical and cultural level and from a economic level to show you that our mothers deserve to be honored. Black women, whether you are a foster mother, stepmother, or birth black mother, or um, a mother figure to so many, uh, we honor, we love, and we hope to continue to uh, protect you um, the best we can. And I know you may stumble as your children or as your significant other, but uh, we do our best to love you the best we can in every way we can. So this goes out to all the mothers, especially black mothers in our community, figurative, figuratively or literally, I thank you. And I hope that you uh, gain love and, and cherish this episode and spread this episode as knowledge to, to the young, to yourself as an, as an inspirational message. Thank you. Um, please like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lost African Podcast, the Facebook blog, Lost African Podcast, and um, share and listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, RadioCast, and all the other platforms um, that holds our message to give us a rating, and we will see you later.